What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Extra Point, brought to you by Bleacher Fan Sports. Uh, Bleacher Fan Faithful, how are we doing this week? You got Jones and Sully in the booth. Uh, Tommy Bunn's on another week off. But we are here to talk uh, some baseball, some some NFL training camp, and uh, maybe a little bit of Raiders and Hard Knocks, and uh, see what that, that could potentially be. Um, but let's kick right into it. We haven't seen you guys or listened to you guys in a couple weeks. Uh, so... Let's talk a little MLB trade deadline, even though it kind of came and went. We can kind of see what, what we thought of uh, the moves on the on the deadline. Obviously, you have Grinky going to the Astros. That makes a huge splash, But uh, and Stroman to the Mets. But uh, other than those two moves, there weren't really, you know, the the starts of the talent we saw move around didn't really move. Um, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts coming out of this trade deadline, Sully? Who, who made a good move, who made a bad move, or who hurt themselves or helped themselves by not doing anything? Um, I mean, I think it's clear after this run the Mets went on that going for Stroman at the price they got um, looks like to be a, a very good move. Uh, most executives said they didn't really get, uh, the Blue Jays didn't get much back for him, and that kind of depreciated the value of other um, starters, starting pitchers. So a lot of, a lot of the uh, big names didn't really go as much as we thought um, would. Like, Syndergaard didn't go, um, Bumgarner didn't go, Greinke went to the Astros, but, um, yeah, I mean, the Mets are right in the thick of it right now, 1-11 of 12, 12 of 13 probably after tonight, so now they got basically traded Vargas for Marcus Stroman, so that's amazing, and they have a great starting pitching staff right now, and they're only two and a half out of the wild card and decreasing, uh, and the Astros are the biggest winners for sure, because now they're running... In the playoffs, they're running out, you know, Verlander, Cole, and Greinke's their third. And then Wade Miley's having an exceptional year as their fourth. So uh, I don't know how any team could even touch the Astros in, uh, in either league, maybe the Dodgers. But um, and regard for the losers, I, I mean, as even though the Yankees are hot, I think the Yankees are big losers in this being that their starting pitching can't match up with the Astros. I mean... Maybe a night or two, but Tanaka, Herman, I mean, these guys. And Tanaka's great in the playoffs, but I don't, I don't see. And I have to say, the Red Sox are losers as well. Uh, the Red Sox really didn't do anything either, and they're they're even bigger losers because they're stumbling. They're six and a half out of the wild card. What are they like? Fourteen and a half out of the division. Yeah, f- Fifteen um, or sixteen in the loss column. 15. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think they're the biggest losers because they're not even going to make the playoffs, by my estimation. The Yankees, I think, should probably lose to the Astros in the ALCS, but uh, the Sox are huge losers in this. They didn't upgrade the bullpen. Yeah, and I mean, like from the Sox perspective, like you you could say the Yankees and Red Sox are both losers at the deadline, but like the Sox had. Uh, all they had to do was get bullpen help. Bullpen help is the easiest thing to get at the deadline every year, no matter the year. Like, and, and they don't need, and I'm not saying, like, top of the line, like, you know, like, last year or two years ago with Zach Britton, like, they need, like, their bullpen is just bad. They need, like, decent guys is an upgrade. And they didn't get anything. Yeah, they do. Um, 
I, yeah, it was really, really weird to see. I, I mean, some guys I thought were going to get moved didn't get moved, like Kirby Yates. I don't know what the Padres are thinking. He's 32 years old, having a career year. Will Smith uh, with the Giants. Will Smith with the Giants as well. Who's the so, other guy they got? That other, they got two good relievers that were on the block. The Giants. The Giants. Uh, uh, what was it? It was uh, Dyson. Yeah, Dyson. Well, is it Will yeah, Dyson? He, no, uh, Sam oh, Dyson. Will Smith, yeah. Yeah, Sam Dyson. Yeah, he went to the Twins and he struggled mightily. Uh, the Twins added him and he's he's been he's been terrible so far. Um, now he's apparently on the injured list. Um, but some teams did um, get some help, like the like the Braves did uh, get Sh- uh, Shane Green, who's also been awful for them. But he he's been I mean he, they added him and he and he's he's an elite closer, but he's struggling. Um, so they really haven't haven't seen reap the benefits of that yet. But he's I mean they needed a closer as well. They just had they really had AJ Minter's flout. Uh, floundered for them this year and then they, they have Luke Jackson as their actual closer has been okay so that 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 will that move will will pay off as well um I thought that was I thought that was a good move by them um and then the and then the Nationals added some bullpen help as well uh who did they add I'm trying to think they added two guys I'm trying to think Oh, they added Hunter Strickland from the uh, the Mariners. Hunter Strickland, nice. Hunter Hunter Strickland and uh, and as well as Dakota Hudson from the Blue Jays, who's had a very good year for them as well. So, um, Hunter Strickland's been injured most of the year, um, but he you know he closed some games out with the Giants. Uh, obviously, you know connected with Bryce Harper's head. I was gonna uh, say that was like the last time we heard of him. Yeah, but he's he's a good relief pitcher, and then. Dakota Hudson's a guy not many people knew about, and he was um, poised to take over for the closing role of Ken Giles in uh, Toronto before Ken Giles uh, hit the injured list. Uh, and he, oh, I, actually, I don't know if he's been on the injured list, but I know he got banged up. I, I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, he, been, was, he, was a, he was for a period. I think he went on the 10-day. Yeah, he, he basically basically killed his trade value. So he he was pretty much taken off, off the... Uh, the trade block so inevitably they they got rid of hudson so uh the nationals added much much needed bullpen help there which they really needed because uh do little other than do little who's a, a elite closer in my opinion they have nothing they have suero mark grace fernando rodney junior Guerra. they have no no one who i mean fernando rodney hasn't been good since like 2012 so um, i feel like he's also been in the league since like 1812 Am I the only one that hates Fernando Rodney? I feel like he's one of those players that like has like or has or had like really good stuff at one point and like everywhere he goes he just like disappoints and disappoints and every fan base hates him and then like the next fan base just like yeah they just like remember he had that great stuff at one point and they then it's just like it's the same it's like fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah, like like the thing is, he saves games. Like he saves games, but he he has such an awful ERA every year. And um, I don't know. I've I haven't yeah, been a Ryan fan Fitzpatrick of wins games too, but he throws four picks. Yeah, I mean, and he like yeah, it's a good comparison. He like points to the sky and does that stupid arrow thing or whatever. Um, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for him to retire. It is impressive how many saves. I mean, I think he's got been on nine or ten different. He's got like he has like some sort of crazy save record for at least twenty five saves for a bunch of different teams. So I guess he's done it in a bunch of different places. But he's not, not my cup of tea. He's, he's a little, a little too. How old is he that. now? I mean, he's probably he's got to be mid thirties. No, I, I think I feel like he's forty. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like he's been around forever. If I had to guess, I'd say he's like. 41 if i had if i had to guess let's see how old is fernando rodney he is 42 oh good guess good guess yeah um and then and then i think the the other big trade we got to touch upon is the uh trevor bauer yes oh my god how do they not how do they not mention that throwing throwing a 400 foot 300 foot bomb into center field after getting shelled by the uh i think royals um that was a big Big trade between, um, you know, them, the Padres, and uh, obviously the Reds. He, I he, mean, the he's Reds. going to Cincy. He's going to Cincy. He's not happy about it. And the Indians get uh, Fran Mil Reyes, who's a great young power hitter from the Padres. And they get Yasiel Puig, who's having a really good year. Um, low-key, actually. Nothing's low-key about him, but he's stealing bases. He's hit, like... Over twenty three home runs. He's got. Yeah, he's a lot on of, pace for a career high in home runs. Yeah, he's he's really. I mean, so so that that really helps them because Yasiel Puig plays the outfield for them now. Fran Reyes is a is a much better DH than you know who whatever they're playing Taylor Nyquin or whoever they're playing. So now now that really upgraded their offense. Although I never have been a proponent of trading Trevor Bauer. I love Trevor Bauer, but um, they got a good haul for him. I mean. I mean, Puig we knew in Cincinnati really wasn't going to last, but props to them for, you know, the Reds originally traded pretty much nothing for the likes of Alex Wood, Yasiel Puig, um, and another another player I can't think of. They really, because the Dodgers were just dumping salary, we thought, to go after Machado or Harper, which they didn't. So, um, you know, they kind of flipped that, and, and, you know, they got Trevor Bauer. So, I mean, you could spin it. It's good for the Reds as well, because now... When was the last time they've had someone um, before this year, Luis Castillo, with someone like the stuff of Trevor Bauer? Now they got Castillo and they got Trevor Bauer. That's a very nice one-two going forward. And Sonny Gray having a great year too. And Sonny Gray's having a resurrection year, which I believe. I mean, a lot of people. I know I've been in on Sonny Gray. Um, he just couldn't take the. I feel like we all knew he was going to win, have win a ton of games and have a good ERA this year. He just. He just can't take the heat in in New York. Yeah, I mean, he's like, it's what would happen when Grinky came here? It's it's uh, mentally they can't do it. Yeah, they they can't they can't do it. Cash the guys Cashman gets, they are always great minus the starting pitchers. He always just gets guys that just can't do it. I don't yeah, know. He's, it, it, Cashman doesn't miss a lot, but his misses are almost entirely starting pitchers. Yeah, and I feel like that kind of is why he was a little gun shy. I mean, I mean, you go back even I don't there was a. A day in time where Jamie Garcia was good for the Blue Jays, the Yankees traded for him. He was terrible. Yeah, uh, Lance Lynn. Same thing. Um, he was pretty bad. He had some couple of moments, but really pretty bad overall. Uh, Sonny Gray, obviously. Yeah. Um, Even Hap has been up and down. Yeah, Hap. I mean, Hap was good. I, I Hap was good after they traded for him, but this year certainly not good at all. Correct. Yes. And then. Um, yeah, and then and then Paxton. We got to be honest. Paxton's been pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, my only my only converse to Paxton is that you know Sheffield's not even in the majors for a bad team. Yeah, I mean, well, Sheffield's also still young, but um, I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, 
I mean, a lot of these trades, they didn't give up a ton. Um, some of these players aren't exactly, you know, exploding onto the scene. The Tyler Austins, the um, McKinney and, and Toronto, a lot of these guys are still young and they haven't had done amazing. But, I mean, the, the, those players they added, they, they did more losing than winning in regards yeah. to helping the, the Yankees. So um, I feel like he was just a little gun-shy. They've definitely depleted their um, prospects, whether it be entering the major leagues or just trading them. And they don't have like too many like middle tier like prospects. They got like five or six blue chips, and then like they got, not like, a lot. Debbie Garcia, they got you know they got yeah. Debbie Garcia, they got Clint Frazier. Who I was I I'd say I was most shocked Clint Frazier wasn't traded. Yeah, I thought this guy was. Um, I don't know about you, but. I, I just feel like I don't like anything Clint Frazier says or does with the media. Like, he seems like he's not on the right side of the media in New York. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've never seen a guy shoot himself in the foot more, like, so more obviously than him. I mean, he's in such a great position, and he's got to realize he's in... I mean, he's got we got Talkman, you know, fucking killing it right now, and he's up over Frazier. And I feel like, although he's doing amazing right now, he had another home run tonight, there's no way Talkman should be up over Frazier in regards to talent. Oh, no. And, no. and and I feel like that's just an attitude thing. I mean, I mean Frazier's gone on runs like Talkman's going right now, and and Frazier, of course, I think will be the better player, uh, major league wise. But so yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, like Frazier's the type of kid like we're gonna trade him to like the Texas Rangers. He's gonna become like a multiple time All Star, like or the you know the Colorado Rockies, and he's gonna be yeah. fucking great for like ten years. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I, you know, I didn't know if it was going to be in a Bumgarner trade or whatever, but, um, I don't know. I, I just, they missed an opportunity. I think they needed between if, if the Astros didn't do anything, you can make the case, but it's, it's a tough sell for me right now. Um, you're going to, they're going to have to bash the ball out of the ballpark. They're going to have to have great performances from Herman Severino back healthy. It's possible. Paxton is capable of it, but <laughs> To me, like I, uh, to me, I think there is like, yeah, the, it was a mistake not to get someone now, like you could say, but I think the mistake was made a couple over the last couple seasons, re- refusing to kind of make those deals spend for money. to spend money for for Corbin for for Scherzer when he was available to trade the the small price that it ended up costing for Verlander, um, just moves like that that Cashman kind of just balked on and like it would like to mm-hmm. me you the Yankees like. I know money's money, but like you can owe it if you have Corbin. Like you do what happened with Sonny Gray. Like okay, whatever. We traded Sonny Gray for like a, a a decent prospect, and we washed our hands of it. Like no big deal. We could. You can't do that the other way around. Like you needed. We we needed to trade an a legitimate major league starting player to get or multiple to get pitchers. And I think the Yankees' wealth of prospects to an extent could have hurt them in negotiations because people know that they needed a pitcher. And they, th- their idea was, hey, like, they got all these great guys. Like, they can't. You have four four starting blue chip outfielders and behind yeah. behind John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, and Aaron Hicks, who just signed for seven years. Like, guess what? They don't really have anywhere to go. Like, so maybe we'll get Florial and Frazier for our th- number three starter. Like, any other day, the, any other normal organization, Frazier's you're not getting you're not getting a number three starter for Frazier alone. Like, you know. That's, what, that's yeah. a good deal for you. Frazier's better than a number three starter, you know, or at least pro, you know, his projects to be. 
Yeah. So uh, it, 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 it just yeah, it seemed like they they didn't have a ton of leverage, and especially going into the trade deadline, how bad their pitching, uh, starting pitching was. It's it's de- definitely improved since then. But they were on an awful two week stretch. Yeah, and that was when also Severino was getting pushed back and back and back. Yeah, and it's like it's like what do you? It's like I mean, you're running out. I mean, CC's on the injured list. I mean. I mean, CC at this point, it's like he's not having a good year, and he's really—I mean—he's often injured. You can't really rely on him more than a couple innings. Yeah, um, I think you got to bring CC in for like. He's from the pen, or yeah, long relief in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think if like Severino or Herman struggle, you bring in him for yeah spot start or yeah maybe he starts and pitches three to four innings, you know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if anything, there may be less pressure on the Yankees in a way because of because of this. But at the same time, I'm not going to let Yankee fans or the Yankees get away with the point that it's World Series or bust this year. That's oh, what we're absolutely. Going to and um, some of them have have teetered off that a little bit and said, "Oh, well, how good the Astros are right now." Well, if if Brian Cashman's this genius, everyone makes him out to be. Um, I mean, that's the plan. They he he's going for what they have and. They have a stable of ten or twelve great hitters. Um, yeah, I mean, like, listen. The fact of the matter is, the last two years, including this year, the Yankees, as presently constructed, should, on paper, they have the talent to win the the World Series. And they did, you know, that they did the last two years too, and it just it doesn't always happen that way. And you want that's why you want that extra assurance that extra, even if you have it, the Yankees aren't. They might have that talent and that ability, but they're not. They don't have a lot of wiggle room. You know, as we can see, especially with all our injury luck this year, like and they need they need home field. They need home field. That's huge. That's huge. I think that's the that's if they don't get home field against the Astros, they're they're really toast. Um, because Houston proved they they can't play in New York the last two years. Yeah, and, and it's it, they've said it themselves. They struggle there. They don't they don't not a deal with it. Maybe that changes with a little experience this year. Um, but you know. I think that's their only shot. Um, yeah, agreed. It's not. It's not great. You know. It's obviously you want that insurance. You know, but it's. I. I, I don't. I wouldn't consider the Yankees out of it, and I do think it's World Series or bust. No, no they're, I, they're 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 certainly not out of it. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's a chance. I mean, maybe the Astros lose in a short series. I mean, the first series is best of five. You know. Yeah. I mean. It's unlikely, but maybe you know, maybe the the Indians with what they've added, and you know if they get Kluber back with Clevenger and this kid Shane Bieber's having an incredible year. Clevenger's been great. I mean they have some. They're 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 becoming dangerous as well. So I mean if they win the division or if they even win you know that wild card game and they play uh, the Astros, who knows? Maybe maybe they can compete with them. So I mean it's obviously you can't pencil them in for the World Series, but. Um, I mean, they're certainly the heavy favorites. I'd say followed by the Dodgers, and then I'd say I'd put the Yankees third. Yankees say, in terms of odds, it's it's Astros, then Yankees, then Dodgers. Really? Yeah. Really? That was I, that was directly after the trade deadline. So it's been a week or so, but after the trade deadline, that's what it was. Uh, oh, I thought I thought they were both like eleven to four, the Dodgers and the um, and the Astros. Because I know, I know, I know. Five thirty-eight has, um, I believe, has the has the. Why don't we just we can quickly check right now exactly what? Are you checking Vegas? Yeah, I'm going on the sports book right now. Yeah, and then five thirty has Astros twenty-four percent, Dodgers twenty-two, Yankees nineteen percent. 
which makes sense. And then no one else is even at 10%, no, which also makes sense. Oh, yeah, these are, these are, that's even, the odds are now even worse than what 538 is saying. It's Astros plus 250, Dodgers plus 290, Yankees are third at plus 500. And then everyone yeah. else is four digits or higher. Yeah, so the Yankees have good value there if you wanted to make that bet based on... Yeah, I mean, that's basically what they were at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But, but they, compared, they were the I mean, favorites at the beginning of the year, plus 500. Out of five chance is pretty good. Yeah. Braves are fourth at plus 1,000. Yeah, they're not even... Yeah, it says they have, like, 6% chance. But, um... The Mets have a higher have better odds to make the playoffs than the Red Sox, but worse odds to win the World Series. Interesting. In 538, it says it says the Mets have a 1% chance to win the World Series. Sox less than one. It's uh, Sox are plus 4,400 to win the World Series. Mets are plus 500. Plus how much? Plus 500. Uh, plus 5,000. 5,000, sorry. <sighs> I might, might throw a little on that. I mean, the, the Mets are just so hot right now. 50 to 1. Throw a little 10 bucks on it. 50 to 1? Not awful. I mean, I mean the Mets are talented, and they're they're showing they're talented, even though they're, going, they're not going against great teams. I hate the Mets fans are like, oh, we're playing bad teams. If you, win, if you ever win 11 or 12 games out of 13, whatever, if you win 95% of your games over a long stretch, it's impressive. I don't care who you're playing against. Um... It's impressive what they're doing right now. I mean, the comeback win last night, three home runs in the seventh inning. Um, what's what's the score right now? Is it still five nothing? I mean, they're just. I mean, they're pummeling teams. They beat they beat the Pirates thirteen two to the other day. A lot of these games aren't even close. I mean, the Cano injury hurts as he was getting. He was red hot. He was nine of his last fifteen. But I mean, I mean, I don't. I don't know if anyone wants to. Versus the Mets in the playoffs, if 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 you know the Grom in a one-game playoff or in a series with the Grom, Syndergaard, Stroman, and Wheeler, I mean, uh, I feel like us and the us and the Nationals are two of the best prime teams pitching-wise. And the National League gets yeah, I mean that's that pitching is the the uh, what you need in the playoffs. Yeah, so I don't know. I I I do think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think they're gonna. I think I mean they're five nothing today. It's another win. I think they'll win tomorrow again. And, That'll put them three up on 500. They'll probably be a game out by that point. Um, and then and then they have some tougher games, but also games they can make up on against the Nationals and Braves. I mean, they're, they're not even out of the division, to be honest. I mean, they're eight and a half out of the division. It's not likely at all, but it's possible. It says they have like a 5% chance. I mean, two weeks ago, we had a 3% chance to make the playoffs. Now it's up to like 30-something. I mean, it, it, it changed so quickly. Yeah. Like three percent is is pretty much impossible. Yeah, it's crazy what they've been doing. They were, yeah. I mean, you guys were left for dead, and now it's a legitimate chance to make people, the playoffs. People were going crazy about the Stroman deal, and I said, look at the schedule, look how bad these teams are. I know we're not great, but look at these. Look at, you know, we got Stroman now. <clears throat> we got JD Davis, who was the best pickup for us, best trade, best acquisition of our offseason. Syndergaard's figured it out. Wheeler's figuring it out. Wheeler's pitching in the eighth right now. No runs. Um, Stroman didn't have a great first start. Now worried about Degrom is Degrom is back on his uh, Degrom stuff last year. Twelve out of thirteen starts of two runs or less. Uh, if you're not excited, you're a Met fan. I mean, there's something wrong with you. You're just gonna be miserable forever. So I have no. 
awards for you. I mean, that's that might be the fate of some Met fans, unfortunately. But that's enough baseball for this I mean, week. Oh, sorry. Do you get? I'll give you your no, one I, last I, point I, in. I mean, it could. I mean, if you're not going to enjoy when we're winning, though, what I'm saying, if we we may end up not making the playoffs, but if you're not going to enjoy the good times, that's like saying like we were in the World Series. Oh, we're going to lose anyway. Like, all right, like. Yeah, why you, gotta, you gotta oh, yeah, fan? Here, agreed. Um, all right, moving off the MLB uh, beltway, let's uh, head over to everyone's favorite sport, the NFL, um, where we have we are a couple of weeks into training camps. Uh, we saw some preseason games, Hall of Fame game ended uh, in a, a exhilarating fashion. Uh, all those Broncos minus two point five betters getting their cash. Uh, what a what a bad beat for Falcons betters there. Um, so first week of training camp or first couple weeks of training camp, are there any, uh, any rookies that you think could be making any impacts out of there? I've, I've seen a lot of buzz around Miles Sanders, the Eagles running back, second round running back, Saquon Barkley's, uh, replacement last year at Penn state. Um, that backfield has always been a a hodgepodge (laughs) the last few years since LaShawn McCoy left. Um, They added uh, Howard. As Howard well. too. I mean, he's slated as the starter now, but a lot of people I'm, are I'm talking about. I'm not a about... huge Howard guy. No, I mean he he's. I think he uh, we well, actually bottomed out at like th- three three point five or three point seven yards a carry last year. Yeah, I think he kind of he kind of you know I, th- I don't think he was good for that offense. He kind of weighed them down a bit. Um, he's like a guy who'll get you a few yards, not many big plays. Um, so he's also not I, a pass catcher. He'll definitely have. Do they still have Sproles? I think they do. Uh, yes, they, I think they re-signed him. I he think signed they do. somewhere. He signed somewhere. I remember seeing that. I'm but pretty I'm pretty sure, sure it's at Philadelphia. Let's see. There, the 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 depth. They got Howard Sproles, and they have Josh Adams, who had a good good uh, run at the end of the year, and they have Corey Clement, who I like as well, and Wendell Smallwood. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, obviously, all those guys aren't making the team. <clears throat> um, I know, but I mean, they have enough running backs for. I mean, uh, Wendell Smallwood, I'm not a huge fan of. Corey Clement uh, was pretty good in times. And Josh Adams, I had in fantasy, he, he was a workhorse for them down the stretch. So, I mean. I would presume Smallwood gets cut, at least. Probably, yeah. I mean. Because you're not spending a second-round pick on a running back and not running him his rookie year. No. No, that's prime time for for, for a, rookie, a running back. Um, but, I, I mean. He's definitely he he definitely could make an impact, but I mean it's going to be a little crowded for them. I mean, it might be more of a, a a committee for the Eagles there, and but I'm I'm pretty high on the Eagles this year. I think the Eagles are very much in position for a good year, especially being that uh, Ezekiel Elliott is threatening to not play out the whole season. Yeah, that's going to be a that's going to be an issue. We haven't really discussed that at all. Like that's it's kind of, first of all. Uh, who, it's ridiculous. You know my opinion. On yeah, two years left. What are you doing, dude? Shut up. I mean, if if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm. Am I trying to get a deal worked out? Of course, I'm trying to get a deal worked out, but it's got to be on my terms. I'm not doing it on my terms. You want to sit out? Okay, sit out. You want to sit out a second year? All right, sit out. Now you're losing two years of your prime. You're going to be 26 years old by that time. Oh, uh, in the third year? Okay, we'll franchise you. You want to sit out three straight years? Not possible. Wouldn't happen. But that's what they could do. They they could franchise them. After that, after that contract year, and it could be three years of him not playing, and he would be twenty six or twenty seven, and his career would be on the back nine. Yeah, 
So, the, so that they really don't have to do anything. They have uh, Jerry Jones is a good negotiator. Jerry Jones is is a good businessman for you know uh, you know as crazy as he is. They don't have to do anything really. Um, I would I mean of course I would try to get them, but but they don't they don't Zeke doesn't have the leverage in this. Whether it's the contract itself, the off the field issues. Um, I mean, and in addition to that, I think. With their improved offensive line, with um, Travis Frederick coming back from his, uh, I forgot what that disease was. It autoimmune disease. I forgot what it was. Yeah, um, something like that. But that greatly improves their offensive line. You know, it's not going to be what it was two or three years three years ago, but it's it's getting much better. He's a Pro Bowler. And then you think about Amari Cooper is more impactful for that offense because of how much better he makes Dak than Zeke does. I mean, Zeke's important, obviously, running the ball, but. Um, they have a good offense line. They can plug someone in there. It will be decent. And with Amari Cooper, they were a completely different team. They went from a 500 team to like a 700, 600 win percentage team. They really, they, they. I think they were three and four without without him, or four and fourth without Cooper. And then after after that, they rattled off five or six in a row. So yeah, he he was a he was a new man there too. Like he, you know, he resurrected his career. Cooper's- yeah, I mean, his Dak's numbers are crazy different. He went from, uh, just with the team success, he went from average to, like, uh, you know, pass rating over 100. So um, I'm not a huge Dak guy. I like Dak. I think Dak is, has qualities that you want in a starting quarterback. Um, is he capable of winning a Super Bowl? Probably, with the right pieces around him. He probably would need a really good running game and the defense and everything. But... Yeah, I mean, at this point, if we saw Peyton Manning win a Super Bowl the way he did in the, with yeah. that Broncos team, anyone can win it. Yeah. Like, Peyton I mean, Manning, what did he throw for, like, fucking 17 yards in that game? Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was like a buck 70 or something. It wasn't pretty, but, um, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, you know, he definitely he has leadership qualities. He's got a lot of a lot of good qualities you want in a quarterback, and he's someone I definitely want to pay. Um, and then, you know, you got the, you know, you got Van Der Esch and... You know, you you got to pay Cooper eventually, and Cooper's been great. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Cooper's not even acting up at all. I mean, uh, he'd be the guy I want to pay. I don't want to pay Zeke, who's... I mean, so uh, the report came out today that they... The Cowboys camp... uh, At Cowboys camp today and Wednesday, and new details on the contracts front, told the team has generous offers on the table for their QB, running back, and wide receiver, putting... Putting each one in the top five highest paid at their positions. So yeah, that's, I mean, if you're Cooper, you're obviously going to take that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Zeke's the only one that's in the top five at his position. Yeah, uh, Coop. I mean, yeah, Cooper's not in the top five. He's top ten. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'll, I'll allow Cooper's top ten. Cooper's got top five potential, though. I mean, yeah. the top five, it's tough to bring it down. But I mean, I mean, you can give me Amari Cooper over Julio Jones. Amari Cooper scores touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people. I mean, someone. I think it was. Uh, it was on the morning. It was Fitz on the radio today. They were talking about the difference between different positions. They say if you want DeAndre Hopkins and you only have, uh, they were trying to say there's not a big drop off with wide receivers, which I get. But they were saying uh, if you get Julio Jones instead of DeAndre Hopkins, you're gonna be upset. And they're like, no. I'm like, I'll be fucking mad. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm like, are you? Sh-? That was what an awful example. They were saying how. How like uh, uh, what do you call it? Donald's like the Michael Jordan because of the gap between him and the rest of the position, the rest of the players in this position, which I get and I agree with. Like in receiver, there's not many at like Antonio Brown, Odell, like the Beckhams, 
the Hopkins, like, Brown or Hopkins, take your pick. Okay, I get it. But the example was Julio Jones. Like, Hopkins is bigger, stronger, faster, more catch radius, scores touchdowns, better at catching the ball. I, yeah, I, I mean, going into the season, Hopkins is the best receiver in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, Hopkins is one, and I think Brown's Brown's a close two, but now he's got that foot issue, which we'll get to. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, those are generous. The bottom line is those are generous offers for all three of them. Um you know, so they're putting the money out there. I mean, they're he's willing to sign a check. So, um, a little, a little weird that um, no one's accepted yet. But if you had to guess, how many games do you think Elliott misses this year? Mm. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say none. I I'm gonna say zero as well. I'm gonna say he gets it done somewhere around the fourth preseason game. Okay. That that time, a week or two. But if he did a, that, a he might not so. play week one. That's fair. A, a week or so before the season. If that, okay, he won't miss a game because of he's not signed. He'll be signed by week one of the regular season before that right. game kicks off. Now, how about let's 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 switch gears to uh, Melvin Gordon. Now what do we? What, he, how, many, how many games do we think uh, Melvin Gordon is going to miss? Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna say zero or one, but I think he gets traded. I think he gets traded too. Right, I, I, and if it's I, if he misses a game, it's because of like you know trade shit. Like it ta- he ta- needs a week or two to get get acclimated and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I think he gets traded. I, I don't know why. The like why? Don't why need him. The thing is, the Chargers don't need him. Yeah, I don't know why the he's a good running back. He's a he's a good to very good running back. He I mean he's probably very good. Um, he's added some up and down years, but I mean, we saw when he he missed time last year. <clears throat> their running backs filled it in seamlessly. I mean, they have Eckler and uh, Justin Jackson. They're both. I mean, they're not Melvin Gordon, but they're 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 they're, they're solid running backs. Melvin Gordon's had more multi touchdown games than any than any person in the NFL since he came into the league. Really? He's, yeah, he's a fantasy stud. No, yeah, and it's and it's funny because his rookie season he didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, he either scored zero or one, or maybe it's since then. Maybe it's like besides his rookie. Year. Yeah, it's probably it's probably got to be since maybe it's like since, last three years rookie, or something after his rookie year because I know his rookie year I drafted him in the one league and he had a horrendous year. But then again, I mean, yeah, there's importance for that, but I feel like that's more fantasy value than I mean team. I mean, scoring touchdowns is obviously important, but. A lot of it is getting close and giving it to him an offensive line play. I mean, they were, I believe, three and zero or four and zero without him. Um, it's crazy. They're both like you. Are you drafting him or Zeke? Like, do you have the the balls to do that this year after what Le'Veon what happened? Depends where your draft is. Depends where you're, you're you're at ten. <clears throat> what? You're at pick ten. No, I'm saying when the draft is. It depends. It tomorrow depends. night. Uh, tomorrow night, and I'm at I'm at I'm at pick ten. Um, They're both on the, on the board. I'm taking I'm taking Elliot for sure. Okay, I'm I'm taking Elliot. Well, the, they you could spend it one of two ways with Elliot. Elliot's either going to play with the Cowboys or no one else. Melvin Gordon could be traded. So that's the caveat with Melvin Gordon because I'm like you. I I don't think Melvin Gordon's going to play for the Chargers again. I just I I don't know if they'll get amazing value, but if they can get Maybe a a draft pick, then a player or something. They're gonna call it a day and say, "Let's just, I mean, this. Let's just wipe our hands clean of this. We need a 
pay our other young defensive players soon and Ingram and Bosa and yeah, I mean, uh, like, what? I don't know why the the Colts, the the Packers, the uh, who else needs? Who's the other? The Chiefs. I don't Andy. think the Packers need a running. I'm sure the Packers would love to have him. I think it'd be a good, because uh, Aaron Jones had a breakout year. But I, I mean, know I, we both love Aaron Jones. I just feel like they they uh, they made they this like, like other running backs. They do, and they made this commitment to kind of like really put talent around Rodgers. I feel like the last would, like yeah, three or four be years. Nice it'd be a nice duo for. Short yardage with Gordon and Aaron Jones, big play, and then yeah, I mean yeah, the, Colts, they, the Colts could. I mean, the he would definitely make the Colts more dynamic. They also uh, have so much cap space, like they could make. And, that and then part of me just sees, he, uh, feels like he could go to like a shitty team, like the Dolphins. I don't know. I could feel like the Dolphins would trade for him. I don't know why. Could. I just feel like the Dolphins well, the Bucks, always get like solid, good running backs. They get him, whether it's like a Jai or. Um, I'm trying to. Th- I'm, I feel like they always have like like a solid running back, and they end up it not working out. I feel like he could he could get traded there. I, who's their running back? They have um, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake had a eh, eh year. Yeah, just solid year. But what about the Bucks? The what about the Bucks? The Bucks? Yeah. What about the, oh the Bucks? Oh yeah, I mean the the Bucks. Uh, that'd be a, that'd be. That'd be a very interesting match. They could definitely use a running back for sure. Yeah, I mean, who's they, their starting running back? It's Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones. Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones. I I am so low on both those guys. Yeah, Peyton Barber's awful. Ronald Jones has shown nothing. So I mean, yeah, I mean that that that'd be that'd probably be one of the best fits. Basically, there's there's plenty of teams that need that help with that position and have the cap space and the assets to make a deal. And I just I think it's weird that he hasn't the deal hasn't been made yet, especially for player like people like Reed and Arians who and Lafleur even in in Green Bay now who run offenses that are so like dom they make players like him so dominant like those multi purpose backs they just you know Brian Westbrook Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Uh, David Johnson, like all those guys, flourish. What about the Chiefs? Yeah, I said the Chiefs. Oh, That's sorry. I, mean, Reed. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I heard you say Reed. That's why I just I thought of it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Melvin Gordon can catch the ball too. Yeah, which is a, which is a good facet of his game. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you had, I mean, that would really that would really be some icing on the cake for them being the best record in, in uh, that in the in the America in the uh, AFC. Yeah, yeah, the Chiefs. Sure, I, I mean, mean, the Chiefs. That, that's argu- they're arguably better. Than they were last year, their defense took a lot. Yeah, so. it gives them a, it gives them a physical presence too that like Kareem Hunt doesn't give Kareem Hunt didn't give them a different dynamic. It's more of a it was more of a just lightning speed between him and Hill. And now, I mean, if you go Watkins, uh, Hill, and uh, you know Kelsey Mahomes, and you know Smash Mouth Football with Gordon, and he can catch the football. I mean. I mean, I like that even better than Hunt almost in regards yeah. to like the dynamic it gives and, you. And people love uh, Hardman out of Georgia, the rookie they took. Oh yeah, people say he's going to be like you know Tyree Kill esque. So I'm certain, I'm assuming in the yeah, slot, that's, he'll, yeah, that, he'll yeah, get that a was, lot. Yeah, that was the uh, the replacement plan for him being that if they was he was going to be suspended, but he won't be. So yeah, uh, they have. Oh, the Chiefs are going to be scary again this year. Um, yeah. And they got they, Matthew. They, they addressed some defense. They got Matthew, and it's not like they lost Barry. Like he was pretty much done the whole year, anyways. So. They, lost, they lost. They lost two pass rushers. I they believe they lost though. D Ford. They D did. Ford. I believe they led the league in sacks last year. 
They were if they didn't they did they were leading very late. They did. In the it year. was weird. They they it was weird because they had such a bad defense, but they got to the quarterback. Partially, I attribute that to they were up so many points, so the teams had to throw the ball and they had more opportunities to. Yeah, that had to, to you know, that had to be obviously if you're extent. you're down twenty eight to ten, you're gonna throw the ball and you can pin your ears back and kind of go for you know rush the passer more. I feel like. Yeah. Also, I feel like in that Rams game, they each team had like 10, 15 sacks. Yeah. <laughs> They were they were going, that was a crazy game that was a great game yeah uh, well touching upon last bit of training camp here uh, before we head out we got the debut of uh, Raiders Hard Knocks this week uh, what are we what are we hoping for what are we thinking is going to happen is this going to be like a disaster or is it going to be well well interesting? first of all let's just let's just take a moment to recognize that Antonio Brown is is not he's he's missing time because of frostbite because of crypt. Uh, cryptotherapy. What is it? Cryptotherapy. Um, uh, basically, you know, like the ice healing. It's a new trend where you know you you freeze. I know some people that love it. That even though it freezes your ass off, but basically it froze his feet off. And you look at his type in Antonio Brown. Oh, feet, I've seen the. It, if you've been on the off. internet, it's it's disgusting. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I mean, don't even look proceed, it up. Like yeah, a, proceed with caution. Yeah, don't even look. Yeah, warning. So. But I mean, I mean, his feet are fucked. His feet are fucked. I I have no idea what this means for him. I haven't really. I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know how long he'll be out. I I mean, I'm sure he'll probably heal before you know, the end of training camp and stuff. But I mean, it's not. It's it. That basically sums up what I think of the Raiders. The Raiders uh, hard knocks and their season's gonna be <laughs> Antonio Brown's feet. If he's missing time because of their healing process and their training staff not being able to handle him right. Like the one thing they have right is Antonio Brown and throwing to him twenty four seven. He'll be open, catch it, get one hundred and thirty catches, two thousand yards, whatever. He could have an insane year. Just run it through him, and 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 they can't even do that right now. I mean, yeah, I man, think we're also we're also being deprived of the character of Antonio Brown. Like we don't get to see him now in in training camp. Maybe we get a, a couple of quotes on the medical tent, but I need those. I need those on the field cracks and you know smart-ass comments from Antonio Brown that start fights and shit. Yeah, did, did you see the thing with him and him and his uh, his son? His son was asking, um, his son was like, where's Roethlisberger? And he goes, he goes, Roethlisberger doesn't, pl- he plays for the, for the, for Pittsburgh. He plays for the Steelers. He goes, he's like, I, we, he goes, we play for the Raiders now. We have Derek Carr as our quarterback. He goes, he's, he keeps saying, where's Roethlisberger? <laughs> <laughs> me actually sent it in. I, I, it, it, it was hilarious. Because apparently, you know, Ben's not a family guy, and they weren't, you know, they yeah, weren't they close. Didn't know, but they didn't know him, and yeah, all the bullshit. They didn't know him, but it, the son's asking for him. Like he's like the son is asking, "Where's Roethlisberger?" And, and impressive like, that he can say that word. Half of, half the adults can't even say that word. Yeah, and um, I mean, Antonio Brown, I see, capped his cool. He was completely fine, and he handled it right. He was like, "No, that's our quarterback, Derek Carr, over there, number four. He was very professional, and I mean, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's a good dad. Yeah, he's I mean, probably like, shut the fuck up, kid. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, he, he he held it together. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you don't have much choice there. But yeah, that's. But that's I mean, a and, good then, one. And, and then obviously we have the Vontez Burfitt and Antonio Brown situation. We we need we need him on the field for that. Yeah, who? How is he going to get lit up going across the middle by Burfitt and start a fight if he's not on the field? Yeah, he he needs to be out there. So, um. Just, Plus, yeah, I need. Of, I want to hear him try and ex, John Gruden try and explain Spider Two Y banana to him. 
because that'll be that'll that'll be an interaction that is incredible. I mean, it was funny watching him try to explain it to Andrew Luck and to Antonio mm. Brown. Oh my God, that would have been that would have been must watch TV. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're gonna get that every week or every yeah every week. Um, so I guess it's like a, a week behind, delayed. Takes them a week to kind of produce it. Um, but yeah, hard knocks with the Raiders this year. Uh, it's going to be an exciting one, an exciting NFL season. Um, all right, that's going to be it for us today, guys. Uh, next week, we should have an exciting fantasy football episode for you. Um, hope to have on some great guests uh, to join us in the fantasy world, some fantasy experts, um, and you'll have us on there too. Uh, but like always, uh, follow us along on all the socials, at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Fan Sports, on everything. Uh, and we'll, we'll catch you next week.